This might be the most challenging jingle. I don't know. Just have fun. Zach, have fun. No matter what, it's going to be good. The Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Kowalczyk, life and career coach and your host of the Unpurposeful podcast. Joining me today is an amazing person by the name of Katie Gerber, who is a friend and coaching colleague. Katie and I met about two years ago in a coaching course, and we instantly connected on a deeper level and have been friends ever since. Katie Gerber is a certified holistic health and nutrition coach, wilderness instructor, backpacking guide, and author of the upcoming book, Adventure Ready, a hiker's guide to planning, training, and resiliency. She is a seasoned long-distance hiker who has covered thousands of miles on trails and routes, including the Continental Divide Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and Colorado Trail. Katie is also the founder of the Adventure Ready and Backpacker Academy family of online courses, which are designed to help backcountry enthusiasts overcome all variety of obstacles so they can embark on adventures with confidence and spend more time outside. Welcome, Katie. Thank you, Caroline. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I am so excited. It is beyond nice to have you here. You've definitely been one of the few people that has heard me talk about having a podcast on and on for so long, and now it's finally happening. So I am so excited that it's here. Me too. And congratulations. (laughs) It's it's been so awesome to see you launch this project and and to see it bloom. And I'm so excited for you and proud of you. Thank you. I really wanted you to be a guest on the show because I truly admire what you do in the space of health coaching because you really focus on the holistic part um, of getting people to feel better and overcome their fears of not being able to physically do what they've always loved or, or wanted And, um, I just really want to bring that to light and, you know, highlight what you're doing with this work. So, um, my question for you is what would you say are the experiences that shaped you in becoming a health coach and wilderness guide? Mm -hmm. I would say, um, the the connection to nature is like at the root of all of it. So I can remember even from like my earliest memories, being in nature was where I just felt most at ease. Um, and my parents, I mean, they were outdoorsy. They would take us on like day hikes and things like that. It wasn't until college that I actually went on my first backpacking trip um, where a friend had invited me on the Appalachian Trail. He was through hiking it and he invited me to come out for as long as I wanted to come out. And like, that's when like things were ignited. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this, this backpacking thing, this long distance hiking thing. And, um, I've really been hooked ever since. So that's sort of like the outdoor piece. And then as far as like the focus on health, I've always been interested in like biology and how the human body works and in taking care of myself in uh, like a holistic way, whether it's using um, herbal medicine or, Uh, movement as medicine or like just getting out into the sun regularly, things like that. 
uh, to help myself feel, feel better and to like perform optimally at whatever I was doing. And again, I think it ties back to like feeling best when I'm out in nature. So like when I'm moving and when I'm breathing fresh air and when I'm getting sunlight and things like that, uh, that would say, so it's, I, I would say that's like the health connection. Um, it wasn't necessarily like one specific experience that was like, I've got to get into health coaching. Um, but it was like a number of factors. It was um, wanting to be self-employed. I think somewhere in my early twenties, I found out this thing called like online business existed <laughs> and it just like felt like a dream. I was like, yeah. I could live wherever I want and help yeah. people and work on my laptop all the time. Amazing. And I was like, I'm going to find out a way to make that part of my life. And yeah. the thought process was like, what do I already know a lot about? I knew a lot about the health space because it was such a personal passion of mine. Mm. And um, I eventually found a way to like tie that to the outdoors because I was like, well, who do I feel most um, able to support? I think it's like long distance hikers and outdoor enthusiasts and backpackers because I am them and I know like what some of their struggles are. And then I guess an additional layer of that, like as far as um, formative events in my life is that I, a few years ago, I found out I had an autoimmune condition. And so it's like, if I want to keep doing this thing that I love long distance hiking, then I need to figure out a way to manage my autoimmune condition so that I can continue to go out and do this thing. And that's where some of my online programs came from. Like my first one, which is called adventure ready is basically a step-by-step guide to how to get your health ready for a long distance hike. So it's all the things I did for myself to manage like symptoms and inflammation and fatigue and things like that, all like natural diet and lifestyle approaches to do that so that I could hike more trails, thousands of more miles. And then my most recent course is one on backpacker nutrition, which was essentially like, okay, now that my body's healthy enough to go out on trail again, how do I keep it healthy while I'm out there? So like, what are the foods that I eat while I'm in the outdoors um, that are going to keep me feeling my best? And of course I found that this information was not just applicable to my own life. It was actually um, useful for other backpackers, not during thesis. So yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing and really going into detail about, you know, what really brought the courses uh, to life. I love how you mentioned how it wasn't just one particular thing and it was a combination of, you know, life giving you lemons a little bit, right? You you had this autoimmune condition and then you were also trying to connect the dots with your other interests of wanting to work remote and understanding what your values and interests were and and combining that and creating this amazing um, lifestyle and work life that you have because now you are doing exactly that. You know, you are working Mm -hmm. from a laptop, you're helping so many people and you also get to do what you love, which is be outdoors every single day. I'm always looking at your stories and I'm like, (laughs) ah, Katie, I need to be out there with you. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so thank you so much for going into detail about that. Cause I think a lot of people listening are thinking, yeah, how do you just become a health coach and 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 start getting clients? And I think it's really important to talk about the journey and how it's not linear. It's always ever-changing. And there were so many things that you had to do to come to this new formula that works for you. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And if I I can just like pull on that thread a little bit and expand on it, it's 
if, if someone was like, well, how did you get to where you are now? I, it's like, I've just been a process of like getting more and more clear on what matters to me in life. How do I want to spend my energy? And then also being willing to try things out that feel unfamiliar and scary and willing to readjust when that path doesn't work. So there's always, or there, I will speak, you know, there, for me, there has always been a temptation when things, a path doesn't work out to be like, oh, this was such a failure and a waste of time. But instead, like reframing that as life as one big playful experiment. And when one path doesn't work out, it's simply redirecting me to another one. And then that gives me the courage and the energy to like stand back up and say, okay, well, then what's next? If that path didn't work out or if, if that doesn't seem feasible right now, then like, where do I want to direct my energy and what's the next, um, yeah, what's the next move forward? So I guess what I'm saying is like, there's a resiliency to figuring it out. It's it, when you said like, it's non-linear. Absolutely. My path is absolutely <laughs> non-linear. I mean, I went to university for plant cellular and molecular biology and assumed I was going to be like a botanist or a wildlife biology or something, wildlife biologist or something like that. But, um, yeah, life, life took some turns and I realized that wasn't my path. And, um, I'm very grateful that I didn't end up in that direction. Not that I, I don't think I would have loved it, but I love what I've been building for myself and the, the direction I'm continuing to. Um, you said, I love that life. Um, you said, I love that life didn't take that turn and that, mm-hmm. um, you ended up doing exactly what you love to do. Yeah. And I think that that is so strong. Um, and I got chills as you were saying that because that's that's kind of the the whole point of creating this podcast unpurposeful is because, you know, we all have a purpose already. We're all here. And exactly what you said of like, this is our playground. It's just allow yourself to explore, allow yourself to experience and see what happens. And the plans are there to guide you, but that's not, how do I say it? That's not the main point of life is to like follow your own rules that you made up and then be miserable about them because it didn't (laughs) happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like things are going to change. We're going to feel pain. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to struggle, but you can still have fun, right? And I think that as soon as you make peace with it not going exactly the way that you wanted it to, all of a sudden, all of this, you know, new opportunity is around the corner because you realize that there are no rules. It's just a matter of figuring out what you can do at that given moment, what are your your values, what are your interests and and trying. And I think that that's yeah. so important because trying can be hard. Like can mm-hmm. we just talk mm-hmm. about how trying can be so hard? I mean, I see it with myself. Like starting this podcast has been a trip because of this idea of like it needing to be perfect and and you know I haven't done it before and what are people gonna say and I'm gonna be eaten alive by these non-existent lions and hyenas (laughs) that are living in my head Mm -hmm. and um 
you know, I think you're such a great example of that. And that's something that I really admire about you when we met in this program a few years ago is that you were so open to just going after it and pivoting so quickly. Because I think that oftentimes when you wait a really long time, that you know, perfectionist in us sometimes waits a really long time to get it right. You finally put yourself out there and maybe it's not what you expected it to be, of course, because your expectations were super high. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm going to, that was scary. I'm going to wait a really long time again. And you were so good at just pivoting and, and being like, okay, this isn't working so much. This doesn't feel good let me turn the corner and try this. And I'm curious to know, you know, what do you think has helped you in making that pivot quicker? Mm. Well, first, I appreciate that reflection. Um, That's definitely something I've worked a lot on over the years. It's not not taking so long to put like a quote unquote failure behind me. Um, because so I think to answer your question directly, like what has helped with that for me is really looking at what I think is going to like looking at quote worst case scenarios, basically. So like, okay, what if I shift gears and, or like create this program and put it out there and no one signs up for instance, am I going to die? No, I'm not going to die. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. I'm going to be upset that no one signed up and I'm going to feel those feelings. And then I'm I'm just going to try not to like wallow in them. And I'm going to like say, okay, why didn't that work? Did I not do my market research or whatever it is? So I think at the bottom of it, it's looking at those fears that are holding us back. Is it fear of rejection? Is it fear of judgment? Like, what am I really afraid of? And is it going to be as bad as I think it's going to be like for with this podcast, for instance, all those like lions and tigers that were in your mind, like really getting clear on what those are. So for me, I will actually like write out what is, what is my biggest fear with this? Like, what do, what is the worst outcome possible? So like I create this podcast and um, people make fun of me or no one listens to me or whatever it is for you, because it, which always ties back to like something that happened to us when we were young, you know, something we saw other people shamed for, or that we were shamed for ourselves. And those like fears come back up and in such like a primal way and getting really clear on that. And, um, you know, then ultimately choosing like, is this something that I'm going to let keep me from like pursuing something that feels like an interest of mine, like a direction that I want to go? Like, is this, you know, ultimately if I'm trying to build my own business or have my own podcast or whatever it is, I need to go in this direction. Um, so am I going to let these fears like have such power over me when oftentimes the actual consequences of those fears, it's not death or harm or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's maybe an ego death, but <laughs> we can all survive that. So yeah. yeah, I think, I think there's so much there, um, when you're, you know, in business for yourself or you're going after a purposeful life, you are going to have to face you know, uncomfortable, uncomfortable feelings that come up and you're going to deal with those things like um, fear of failure, fear of rejection, um, that, that perfectionism trap that we all get into. And I think just reframing, okay, anything that goes wrong is just an opportunity to like redirect myself into a, a, a different path. And it's actually like a gift from the universe. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad I didn't go down that, that misaligned path. Okay. I'm redirected. Exactly. Oh, I love how you worded that. You know, it's like a nudge from the universe to just tell you, hey, maybe you should turn this way or 
Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. And I love that you talked mm-hmm. about um, writing out that fear because a lot of times I do something quite similar um, and it's really nice to put it out on paper because then you're like, wow, this was way worse in my head. You know, you go down that dark rabbit hole and you're like, this isn't that bad at all. You know, the worst that could happen. And then, and then what, right? I love just asking myself, and then what? (laughs) Because it's like you said, it's not, if it's not death or harm, it's okay. Like you can get through it. You know, and it's, and like you said, and asking yourself, is it really going to stop you? Is that what, is that what's going to stop you from like doing what you enjoy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that journaling is actually uh, one of my favorite tools to use. Um, I mean, I journal on a daily basis and that's one of the things I use it for is just to get some space between me and my thoughts. Cause when I have to write it down on paper, exactly like you said, it's like, oh, that's, that's what it was. Okay. Well, that's not so bad, but when it's in your head and it's all like undefined, you know, it's just this general sense of like fear or anxiety, you know, it can overtake you. But once you get it down on the page and get some distance, you know, and are able to look at it a little bit, it's like, Oh, okay. That's no, that's not going to stop me from going after my dreams. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I really, um, I do actually want to touch on this because you are a health coach and I, I watch your stories online and I love seeing, you know, your daily rituals that you have in the morning and you always talk about getting sun exposure and things like that. So I'm curious for all of, you know, the health biohack lovers out there that might be interested in optimizing their health and just overall mental well-being. Um, can you share with us what your ritual is and and kind of the science behind it? Sure. Yeah. Oh, let's see. So I would say before I dive into this, just like more broadly, I want to say like, I don't think there's any like one proper morning routine for everyone. I think it's like finding, I think it's about finding what works for you. And for me, it's been like a process of not overwhelming myself either, because it's so easy. At least it has been for me in the past to like, look at like what all of these top performers are doing and then be like, Oh, I need like a four hour morning routine so that I can (laughs) meditate and like do my sauna. And then like, you know, whatever sun exposure and all the things. And it would be very overwhelming to me. So I would say, um, what has helped for me is like, keep it simple and choose like three or four practices that really have served me. And so one of those is, I mean, it starts the night before for me when I feel, I absolutely feel my best if I get a, you know, a decent, like seven to eight hours of sleep. So making sure I set myself up for that by not viewing bright light in the evening so that I get enough melatonin to help me sleep, you know, get a good night of sleep. And then getting up in the morning, usually I will, um, have some sort of warm drink, whether that's like a matcha or coffee or something like that and do some journaling. And that journaling looks different each day. A lot of times there's a gratitude practice involved in it. If there is something that I'm feeling anxiety about, like we were just discussing, I will write that out and then I will start to like reframe those thoughts. And then I often write uh, where I'm going, you know, of like, um, things either that I want to get done for the day or thinking more broadly of like, where am I headed in the next year or five years? And, 
Um, how do I need to be feeling and behaving in, in this moment today to like get me to that future? And a lot of times I will find that there are like limiting beliefs that are popping up that I need to like rewrite for myself. Um, so I'll like write the belief that I want to take on instead and then start looking for how it already exists in my life. And we can like dive into all of that if you want to, but that's, so journaling is a big one for me. I will also, I do red light therapy, um, mm-hmm. which is like just a little like uh, device that emits red light and infrared light. And it can be really good for um, limiting oxidative stress and it's anti-inflammatory. It can be good for like wound healing and skin health. I personally use it um, to reduce uh, thyroid antibodies. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's kind of nice, especially in the dark months to get a little bit of that light in the morning. And then basically within the first hour that the sun is up, I will get outside and get um, full spectrum sunlight into my eyes because it basically sets the clock on your circadian rhythm. So you have two major hormones, um, that uh, are impact, well, more are impacted by the sunlight, but two of them that I'm going to speak to one is cortisol, which naturally is supposed to spike in the morning and then go down in the evening. And that's like your alertness hormone. And then the other one, melatonin, which is the opposite basically of what cortisol is. So it's low during the day and then it starts to peak in the evening, which makes us sleepy and helps us sleep deeply. So getting that full sunlight sets uh, a circadian, like resets your circadian rhythm essentially so that you're more alert during the day and then your cortisol will go down at night and you become, your melatonin will start to rise. So bright sunlight in the morning, as soon as I can, even if it's just for 10 minutes, um, and then movement. And it's usually as simple as like a walk or a hike for me. It doesn't have to be an intense workout though. If that's what you love, go for it, but it can be as simple as just movement. And that, I mean, there's so much science on, on just even walking, but for me, it's just like, so healing to get out for 20, 30 minutes, an hour to walk in nature for a little bit. And then I can start my work day. So it's pretty simple, but um, it feels good. I love that. I, I loved listening to you explain it step by step. I felt like mm-hmm. I was there with you <laughs> because oh, you live, you're you're in Colorado. So Correct. you have beautiful nature right outside your door. And um I think that hearing you talk about, you know, kind of reframing those limiting beliefs and then just like you said, keeping it simple, being outside, having some alone time has such huge benefits. Cause I think what you mentioned is like, there are ways to make it more complicated, right? There's these huge lists that people have. People get up at like three, 4 a.m. <laughs> to like start their day. And again, there's nothing, everyone does what works for them. But I think why I wanted you to share that is it doesn't have to be complicated. Like that's the whole thing, right? It's like, keep it simple, really connect with what is it that you are curious about. Maybe you try it out. Maybe you try something for a few weeks and see how that feels. You can switch it up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But thank you so much for sharing that and going into detail. And I feel like we can have a whole new episode (laughs) podcast about you talking about going deeper into the journaling because that is so important. And I love how you kind of said, you know, you ask yourself, where does that already exist in your life? And that kind of brings in that gratitude piece, which I think is like so powerful. Yes. I I think it's so easy for me, at least to get caught up in this gap between where I am now and where I want to be in the future. And if I can like 
sort of look backwards and be like, well, what already has like manifested into my life that I couldn't even have imagined of like five years ago, Katie couldn't have been a picture that was going to be part of my life now. And I try to think like, yeah, where do these amazing things that I want already, where's the evidence that it's already in my life. Mm-hmm. And it just exactly gives you that sense of gratitude, which is so much more motivating yeah. than a feeling of I'm not there yet. Um, yes. that sort of like graspy sort of energy of like, yeah. it's a struggle. I'm not there yet. When am I going to get there instead of like, Oh, it's, it's already happening for me. That's actually, it's exactly what I journaled about this morning before we hopped on here. I was <laughs> writing about like how, how, how am I already creating the future that I want for myself? Um, and it just gave me such a good feeling. It's just so motivating to keep creating and keep showing up for myself. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. It really, I think nips the fear of Mm. not being enough or not doing enough and kind of redirects it to, hey, this is, you're doing it. It's a reminder Mm -hmm. of you've been doing it and and it's always the same, (laughs) you know? Like (laughs) if you don't connect with that part of you, Actually, I just did a meditation today before the podcast, and it was very similar. It was by Sarah Blondin. Um, It was on Insight Timer, and it was about connecting with your fear and asking it, like, what does it want to tell you? Mm -hmm. And I loved how she worded it. It was essentially, fear is just a reminder of you being alive Mm -hmm. and all of the energy that you have. And by asking it simply, like, what is it that you want to tell me? It it usually says, you know, I want you to be alive. And so Mm. what more can you do for yourself to feel more alive by doing what it is that you actually want to do, even if it scares you? And the more that you actually start taking actions in that direction, the more it will release its grip on yes. on you and and it really is a friend it's it's a reminder it's that you know it's that healthy ego that's just trying to tell you something and if we don't listen and we keep putting it under the rug it becomes a monster <laughs> right mm-hmm. and of course something that we want to avoid and and beat up and do all sorts of mean things too so <laughs> Thank you so much for, for sharing that journaling yes. practice. I think I'd love to kind of change gears a little bit because I'm really curious to hear more about this new course that you created and um, just know what it what is it about? What kind of inspired you? I know you, you touched on it a little bit in the beginning and, and also maybe you can, we'll get into it later, but Let's start there. Okay. So <laughs> sure. what is it about? Yes. Okay. So the most recent course that I just launched um, this past week is called Performance Nutrition and Meal Planning for Backpackers. And it's essentially a step-by-step system of how to eat for like health and performance on trail. So let me back up for a second. So if you think about eating for anyone who's not familiar with like um, multi-day backpacking trips, you have to think you're, you need shelf stable foods, essentially um, things that are going to stay good in your pack. You need them to not weigh very much because you're putting it all on your back. So you have to be like weight efficient with how you're packing. And ideally you want things that help your body perform well. So in some of these long distance hikes, it's not unusual for hikers to be hiking anywhere from like 10 to 
30 plus miles per day. So, you know, you're hiking all day, you want to be fueling your body well. And what I saw a lot and what has sort of been traditional in the backpacking world is people are eating a lot of um, like ultra processed, not so healthy foods, like pretty nutrient poor foods. And it's always just been a little shocking to me of like, how are we expecting to fuel our bodies for, you know, like this kind of like incredible athletic feat of hiking, you know, <laughs> so many miles in a day and um, really pushing your body when you're just eating like nothing but um, Pop-Tarts and ramen and Snickers and things like that. And this is not to put any judgment on any type of food. Like no food right. has any moral value. It's not a good, bad thing. It's just thinking about like, how are we fueling our bodies for what we're asking from our bodies basically. So yeah, um, that was sort of like the genesis of that course of just like, I feel like people just don't have the knowledge of how they could be doing this differently. And I've studied nutrition for, you know, I mean, formally for six, seven years, but even like my whole life, basically I've been interested in this topic. And so I felt like I had a lot that I could share that could help people just enjoy their experience of the outdoors even more with fewer aches and pains, help them recover faster from day to day. Um, and just to feel, to get out there more and to feel better while they are out there. Cause if you don't feel good when you're out there, like how often are you going to go out backpacking? Not that often. So that was the genesis of this most recent course, um, which is part of this family of courses I've been building called Backpacker Academy, which are on different topics that essentially are, are, are meant to remove like the barriers that people have to getting outdoors. So for example, I have a navigation course, I have a backcountry safety course. So, you know, if someone's like, well, what about the animals or what about lightning or what are, what do I do in the case of XYZ, you know, hopefully this course is going to address that and help you feel prepared to get out there. So yeah, so that's the most recent course and what it's part of, which is this larger project called Backpacker Academy. Amazing. Wow. I love how you have, you know, different courses for very important things <laughs> that mm-hmm. are all related to, to backpacking because you're so right. Every time I've gone on a longer hike, you know, you always have chocolate and all of these things. And, you know, I'm not talking about like, oh, healthy dark chocolate. It's like you said, mm-hmm. the Snickers. I was like, that's me. <laughs> that's definitely me. And it's so funny because it, it's crazy that this hasn't like no one has been really doing this or focusing on it more. You know, I feel like you see people with like high C and like right. the, the, those vitamin C packs that are just like full of sugar. And like you said, the ramen and it's like, yes, you do need salt, right? But it's like, you totally. don't need <laughs> all of that extra stuff that's actually going to make you groggy, you know, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. So I love this course. I think that so many people are going to find it super valuable. And I'm curious, like if someone is interested in joining, how do they go about getting in touch with you? What's, what are the steps to joining this course? Sure. Well, um, my website is katiegerber.com. And so I have a tab there that leads to um, all my, my course, my online course platform. Um, or people are welcome to reach out to me on Instagram um, at katiegerber underscore wellness. And I'm, I would love to interact and chat with people. And if they had questions about it, I would be happy to answer any of those. Amazing. Those would be the starting steps. Yeah. Great. And there's, you know, of course, on the platform, there's tons more information about exactly what the curriculum looks like, what's included Mm -hmm. in the offer and all that. So that's all there if anyone's interested. And how long is it? I think you mentioned this before, but I forgot. So it's self-paced. So you can really go through at whatever, you know, pace you wanted to. I would say 
um, if you were dedicated. I mean, this most recent course, you can get through it, <clears throat> excuse me, in a long weekend if you wanted to. Of course, it takes a little longer to like implement the material, but um, just to consume the content, um, you know, anywhere from five to 10 hours for this first course or this most recent course. Some of the other ones are a little bit shorter and then the original one, Adventure Ready, is a little bit longer. Okay. Wow. Well, I think self-paced is perfect for people that are, you know, on different journeys of health and trying to get into it without having this pressure of, you know, an accelerator course. It's just like, I can take it day by day. I get to learn what I want, take from it, um, absorb it when it feels Mm -hmm. right. So that's amazing. Well, I will also add all of your information onto the podcast notes. So for anyone interested in joining um, this course with Katie, please look for it there. And then as well, you can reach out to her directly. Another question that I have for you that I think a lot of people might be asking is, you know, what would you say to someone that's looking to get involved in this type of work and they just have no idea where to start? Mm, Yeah, I know that feeling well. (laughs) Um, I, what has worked for me, well, I would say generally, I have found that like clarity comes from action. So um, understanding like which direction I want to go and exactly what that looks like has come from jumping in and getting involved with something and not getting stuck in that fear of, I don't know the next step or whatever it is. It's just like move forward with something and you will get clarity on whether or not that is the right direction for you. And it's like, I have had to learn that lesson and like, you know, act on that over and over again. Um, and then in, in addition to that, I would say finding just like small ways to get a taste of whatever aspect of like, like if my career interests you, like whatever aspect of it interests you, get a taste of that. So for me, it's been finding ways to like apprentice for or volunteer for organizations that are in the outdoor space. Um, And then that would lead me to know whether I wanted to get more involved with that specific organization, or if I wanted to redirect my attention and go, you know, a different way. So just finding ways to like volunteer, apprentice, learn more about that organization. And from there, you can get more deeply involved or you can go in a different direction. And then the last piece I would say is just always, what has worked for me is like, always try to come back to following that like golden thread of like interest and like what's pulling you forward. Like there's always a little spark of something. And like, what is that? That like, that like excites you, that lights you up and like trying to like pull on that and like go deeper in that direction in whatever small little action that you can think of. Like maybe I can, it's like, I think coming back to volunteering, but like maybe I can volunteer for that organization. And it's like, who knows who you meet? Or maybe I can like um, become, I mean, I became an administrative assistant for a holistic health coach and functional medicine practitioner just to see, and she ran an online business just to see like what does this look like? Like it, it was able to expand for me what was available and to see like, what is the back end of a business look like? How does she work with clients? Is that what I want for myself? So like anything like that, like, I think I found this woman on a podcast. I heard her on a podcast and looked her up and sent her an email because she lived in like a town that was two hours away. And I was like, Hey, can I take you out to lunch and ask you a little bit about your career? So that's what I mean. Like the smallest little actions in the direction of like whatever is pulling at you. And then, you know, maybe it could have gone nowhere, but then it turned out that she needed an administrative assistant like six months later and she thought of me and she emailed me. 
So oh. things like that. Oh, I am just, I'm beaming over here, like <laughs> trying not to make any sounds because everything you said there was so good. Like, especially, you know, jumping in without clarity. Like you, you said it differently. You said gaining clarity comes from taking action. And I think that this is so important because so often we think that we need to have a clear plan. What's the direction we're going in? If I don't even know, it doesn't matter. (laughs) There's no right or wrong. There's literally no right or wrong. And you taking any type of action breeds to more action, you know? And, And I think another thing that you said indirectly is that by figuring out what you don't like, you, you start doing things that you do like. So by, you know, having these opportunities, you know, maybe in your mind, you weren't like, yeah, I want to be an administrative assistant. It's like, you could have said, well, I want to be a health coach. I'm not, I'm not going to do that type of work. Right. Like, I feel like so many people do that where they're like, no, that's, that's like, I don't want to say below me, but just that's not what I was looking for. But you saw it as an opportunity to connect, be closer to the heart of what is interesting to you. And you grew from it and it came unexpectedly because you put yourself out there. That's simply it. Just put yourself out there because you never know what could happen, you know, and and it comes back to... Yeah, like there, there's just no right or wrong. Clarity comes from doing something, <laughs> even yes. if it doesn't feel good. And and I think that's such a good place to kind of end on is like, we don't always have to feel good. And a lot of times feeling good, it doesn't really help you get to where you want to go. <laughs> that's the irony of life is that it's not supposed to always feel good. And oftentimes value comes from the struggle, from the challenge and let that be your guide. Own it, celebrate it and be grateful for the stuff that you didn't enjoy because that's actually part of the reason why you are the way you are today. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I think, I mean, we grow through the challenge and the discomfort. I think that's how we become like the most, uh, not refined versions of ourselves, but um, yeah, that's how we grow into like our, the strongest versions of ourselves. And uh, challenging experiences are very like character forming. So yeah, I think learning to embrace them is much better than like fighting them and resisting it. Totally. Totally. Well, Katie, it has been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. I know that we could talk for hours, but I think this is a good place to kind of end right now and and just, you know, thank you for sharing your knowledge and experience on being a health coach, uh, being a adventure wilderness guide and, you know, sharing your journey and, and, sh- and showing people that it's not linear at all. And it's all about just exploring in and out. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been a really fun conversation, Caroline. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye.